Chapter 7. Secrets to Fitting In and Standing Out Now, earlier I mentioned using unique instrumentation to make yourself stand out, to make your songs stand out. But there are also other things that you can do to stick out in this marketplace. Before we dive in, however, you have to be careful not to stick out so much that you no longer fit in with the audience you're trying to win over. Here's what I mean. Your look. As you've no doubt seen on popular award shows and in music videos, artists can really go over the top when it comes to their wardrobe choices. For some, it can simply be a matter of mixing unlike items together like tuxedos and Converse sneakers. For others, it can be as extreme as wearing meat. Yep, meat. That one blew me away. Now, whichever direction you choose to go, make an effort to not look like everyone else. But be sure not to shock your audience or to go so far that you drive them to the point of alienation. Your song's tempo is important too. The real struggle with commercial music is striking the balance between standing out and fitting in. The tempo, the sound, and to some degree, the topic of your songs needs to at least be in the same realm as your competitors. If your song is way faster than everything else, it makes it very difficult for the program director at radio stations to include it in playlists, which is where tempos become very important because songs with similar or close tempos will tend to be played together. So if you want your song to be played in a particular group of songs, be close to that tempo. The DJ can always speed up or slow down to kind of match it if it's not exact, but you want to put yourself in that realm. So your song's tempo is extremely important. Your instrument sounds. Now here's a place where you want to experiment. You want to get creative here, but you don't want to sound so odd that you don't fit the format of other songs being played. Stray too far and you risk making it difficult to include your song in playlists without changing the mood too dramatically. A better approach might be to use familiar sounds in unconventional ways. So maybe using a piano the way you'd normally use a drum so the, the piano is played more percussively, for example. But, you know, if piano is a very popular instrument sound in the genre that you're in, you don't want to exclude it entirely. Your personality. Now, at the end of the day, your success will live and die by the strength and quality of your relationships. If you're one of those abstract, too creative for my own good types, you may be in for a rough time. Some of the nicest people I've ever met have been some of the most successful people. They always treat people well, whether they want something from them or not. If you're difficult to deal with, make unreasonable demands, and then expect everything to run perfectly in spite of your input, you're going to be sorely disappointed. You need to maintain relationships. You need to be someone that's easy to work with, even if you are a little different and off the cuff and a little abstract. Nothing wrong with being abstract. But don't be so abstract that you're, you're, you're unbearable to be around. Now, as a caveat to that, nothing wrong with playing a character on stage. And this is actually ideal if your fans respond favorably to it. You actually want that. But just know when to turn it off, know when it's appropriate, and know when it isn't. Your live show is another place where you can fit in and stand out simultaneously. Oftentimes, your first introduction to a manager or an A&R comes after they've seen you put on an amazing live performance. This can be a great way to be noticed by people who can help you propel your career to the next level. I have a really good friend and talented choir director who often jokes and says, just make sure we have a good end and a good beginning. No one remembers the middle. This is a joke, of course. This is not the case. But... You want to plan your show. That's the, that's the point I want to make here. You don't want to just kind of play it by ear and, you know, treat your band like a jukebox. Someone 
picks a song at random that doesn't seem to have anything to do with the song that just played before. You want to have a plan. You want to you you want to have a flow for your shows, for your for your songs. So take your your audience through different moods. You definitely want to start on a high wherever possible, um, depending on the type of music that you create, and also end on a high. You want you want people to leave thinking, man, that was an awesome performance, even if they have no clue who you are. Another thing you want to do is make sure that you engage with your audience. One of the worst things you can do, and I see this often with new bands, is perform your music like the audience isn't even there, turning your back to them, never really saying anything to them. It's, it's a terrible way to, to put on a show, and it's a great way to turn your audience off and have them ignore you. That's how you end up disappearing into the background and becoming background music. You don't want people to, to, to kind of drift off when you're on stage. You want them to be a part of the, the performance, so include them. Make eye contact. Um, acknowledge someone saying something. You know, do things like this and make sure that they feel like they're a part of the performance that you're giving to them. Having said that, you don't want to keep breaking the momentum by talking too much. You want to plan your shows in such a way that, you know, you have a, a section of it where three or four songs run into each other, transitioning smoothly back to back so there's no stop. Then you pause for a couple of seconds and say a word or two. Not a lot of stuff, just a word or two, and then you run into the next song. These are things that you, you, you have to plan in rehearsal. It, it can be done off the cuff with a band that's been playing for years and years and years and years together, but it's much easier to do if you plan ahead. Now, also, if, if you only have a couple of originals or you've, you've only just started working on your music, you don't have a lot of originals, there's no shame in playing a few cover versions if it makes your show better. If you do a really good rendition of a, a popular song and it, it fits nicely within what you're doing, that's an excellent way to, to, to build out your, your great show and impress audiences and also impress managers and potential A&Rs, etc. You definitely want to practice these transitions and get them right. It can be difficult, especially when you've got a lot of songs in your set. Different songs will each have a different transition going from one to the other. So you want to make sure that you practice this a lot. Get creative with the song arrangements. You don't always have to play the song the same way every single time. Um, if, if you're performing a hit song, you also don't, you have to be careful here. You don't want to drift too far from what the original sounds like to the point where the song is unrecognizable. But don't be afraid to get creative. Do something different at the end of the song. Or maybe do something different with the bridge. Do something that they, they wouldn't be able to, to get by just streaming it from Spotify or listening to your song on the radio. Add some, some detail. Add some, something interesting to your song. Another thing that you definitely want to consider is adding minimal choreography to your live performance. Now, I know there's going to be a bunch of you there's ah, I don't dance. Ah. Now, I'm not talking about in-sync level choreography or Janet Jackson type choreography. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not telling you to become famous for your dancing. What I'm saying is use choreography to enhance your already really good show. So it can be something as simple as stepping forward and stepping back. But because the entire band does it in sync, it looks amazing. The simplest moves can often be just add a, an incredible element to your show. Really good um, example of this is Lionel Richie. Um, the Jackson 5 are really good at doing this. They're just just some really simple moves that didn't involve a lot of intricacy because it just wasn't necessary. Of course, then you have um, Michael Jackson, who's an amazing dancer. He would come out and do his thing, but the entire band wouldn't do it. It was just Michael that would do that. The rest of the band was doing some really simple moves, and it just made the whole thing look like a show as opposed to a soloist with a backing band. Another key thing for your live show to make, to make you fit in but stand out is to enjoy it. Put together a show that you enjoy. 
and then go ahead and enjoy it when you're performing it live. Whether there's three people in front of you or 3,000, have the time of your life. It makes for a much better performance. It, it, it translates to the audience better. And then your enjoyment is infectious. You enjoy it. And so the audience, by extension, just automatically starts to enjoy it too. You're having the time of your life. Um, you, it's almost like you, it doesn't matter if there was an audience there or not. Just put on the greatest show ever and have the time of your life. And it will make for a much better live performance. So those are the secrets to fitting in and standing out. In the next chapter, we're going to talk about what a manager is really looking for.